You're listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And I'm Annie. We're talking about the second episode of Killjoys, season four, Johnny Dangerously. And while we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. So as always, let's get started with our reviews. Now, this episode was a roller coaster of emotion. (laughs) And I'm here for it. I'm glad we got to find out what the Jacoby brothers and Dulcea have been up to, because you guys know it was bothering me all last episode. <laughs> Are they okay? Are they still out there floating in space? Now we know. <laughs> that flashback that they had to the time that they spent <laughs> on the elevator was amazing. As was Delsea's realization that they really are a family. And uh, <laughs> that scene was hilarious. Right? Yeah. Her her recounting their uh their ties, trying to declare that they're not actually a family, and then oh, I guess we technically are. Also, I am worried about Johnny a lot. But you know, it is bringing out a super responsible side of Davin, which we've actually been seeing a lot more of recently anyway. I like that. I, I like super responsible Davin. And I also feel very bad for him. And also, yay, Zephyr! Yay, Zephyr. What do you think, Stephanie? Just, you're going to have to expand on yay, Zephyr later, I guess. Uh, I I thought it was great to see so much of the regular gang this week. With the exception of Dutch, she was only in there for a very tiny, very emotional moment. Uh, You know, but we got to see everybody else, which made me happy. And uh, this was a good episode. It felt a lot more like set up for the season since the premiere was obviously mostly in flashback. I actually was in a roller coaster of emotion in this episode <laughs> the way that I was last episode. It felt more like, okay, we're kind of getting the pieces and building up what's going to be maybe some of the plot threads for this season. So, you know, we got more information of the aftermath of the Holland attack on the rack and kind of see what that meant for the resistance going on. And, you know, like you're saying, we got to see the evolving dynamics between Davin, Delsea, and Johnny, including the flashback, which I think was the best 30 seconds of the episode, quite honestly. <laughs> it was this, It was pretty great. It, it, was. Was, it, was, it was a lot of stuff packed into a tiny package of, of joy. Well, and that, the entire episode, for the most part, is very tense, and that was a really nice little release of just ridiculous, funny, slapsticky type humor and and silly jokes. And so it was nice. I, I feel I should clarify my roller coaster of emotion. That that is what it is. It's mostly like tense. I'm tense. And then I'm laughing. <laughs> and then I'm also tense, but also laughing. <laughs> because yes, obviously, this turn with Johnny being colonized is very upsetting. It's upsetting. I, I am I am slightly uh, annoyed isn't quite the right word because I'm not really irritated about it, but I'm like, where's our update on Dutch? She was in such peril at the end of last episode. We don't get an update on her. But at the same time, you know, I'm glad that we did get a a better sense of what was going on outside of the green space in this episode. So it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Annie? I also really enjoyed this episode. And ironically, Chris, I was going to use the roller coastery thing. So I'm glad I didn't write that down. <laughs> But, yeah, it was a nice way to jump back in the action with Space Scooby Gang and the rest of Team Awesome Force. Uh, like you guys, I really enjoyed the dynamic between the Jacoby brothers and Delsea because 
yeah, it's a lot of things, and it's alternately really funny, really tense, and then again, uh, like you guys, that moment where Telsa is like, "Oh God, we are a family," and I, I have to wonder if she's got like more than just antagonistic feelings towards them now. Like if she's genuinely feeling something like familial or, you know, almost concerned for the Jacoby brothers having to be tracked with them after so long. So yeah, I'm looking to see how that develops. But uh, one of my favorite parts was Zeph being so spectacularly awesome and the smartest girl nerd ever. I was like, yay, woman power, yay, nerd power, when she was on screen. I was very happy about that. And like you guys, I am very worried about Johnny and how he get cleansed. It uh, does not look hopeful right now. But that was a great performance vehicle for Aaron Ashmore, so I was happy about that. But oh, next week it's going to be more fights, more shooty bits. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued and I'm worried. I'm a lot of things. <laughs> and he has layers. I have layers to my feelings. My feels have layers. Well, I do think we get the sense from Delcea that she she is warming a bit to the Jacoby brothers. I I mean, there was that delightfully awkward goodbye between her and <laughs> that dad. That's one of the <laughs> best parts. Take care <laughs> of the up, baby. <laughs> where they end up shaking hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, old, old Delsea would just be like, you know, F you, I'll be fine and leaves. But, <laughs> you know. Smell she, you later. <laughs> she, she took time to be like, I hope y'all make it, make it okay. And shook David's hand awkwardly before leaving. <laughs> yeah. It's like, old Delsea would have just slashed their throats or something. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Anila. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <sighs> but I, I did like the reminder in this episode that Delsea, even though she is pregnant, she is not exactly somebody who, who needs a lot of saving at the moment. Uh, I did like where they approached, where the scavengers like approaching her and thinking, oh, she's the easy mark. She doesn't have the gun. And she's the one who stole the gun from them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's uh, kind of hulling. So. <laughs> you're, you're right, though. I think we do get a... A sense that Delsea has warmed up to the Jacoby brothers, and maybe even that the Jacoby brothers have warmed up to her. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is that basically they kind of have had to rely on each other a little bit over the past however long it's been. You know, they're they're trapped in a difficult situation together. And as things are, there are actual ties between them, what with the the baby that is kind of everybody's. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's very confusing genetically. <laughs> I was trying to I I was listening to her talk uh, talk through how they were all related to each other. First of all, it made me happy that she called Anila her girlfriend. I was I like, know. yay. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but she, I think she actually might have said that Dutch was Johnny and Davin's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, she like, definitely said that, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, is B just sitting there going like, what kind of polyamory <laughs> <laughs> web of relationships did I step into here? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also who knows what the uh, the mores are in this area of the galaxy. So oh, I'm not saying B was judging. I'm just saying I feel like she would think this is complicated. <laughs> yeah. She looked confused. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't that's be? That's fair. So. That's fair cuz I think she's like, "Oh, they're not oh, oh, we're not family. 
though he is the father of the baby and the baby's other parent is my girlfriend who is <laughs> the sister mother of their girlfriend, I believe is the way she phrased yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> what? <sighs> I think I think at that point when watching I did laugh and then rewind it so I could listen to it again because <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is complicated and also hilarious and also accurate. <laughs> yeah, while, while I wouldn't necessarily describe Dutch as their girlfriend, I guess it's like close enough. She's their platonic life partner at this point, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Though I think it's Davin true. would like for her to be his girlfriend. Right now, they're just platonic life partners. Well, it's interesting. I it's kind of a silly hypothetical question, but do you think Delsea would have had this begrudging sense of family for the Jacobis, even if she wasn't pregnant and they were still trapped together. I think she would have. I feel like she would have warmed toward them, if nothing else. Yeah. I don't know if it, she would necessarily think of them as family, but I do think she would have warmed toward them a bit. Yeah, because of circumstances. She would have hated them slightly less. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was really great to have Delsea back. She wasn't as quite like cranked up to 10 Delsea Kendry. This episode, I think because they were having to manage a crisis, but it was kind of neat to see their different ways of attacking the situation. You have Davin, who, you know, he's trying to do the logical thing and follow sort of a moral compass. So he's maybe not necessarily picking the most brutal of tactics. And then you have Delsea over here just like, no, this is what we need to do. And I'm not, you know, she is the less emotional one over here. Uh, it's a very different dynamic than Davin usually has with, with Dutch when trying to make decisions. Well, Delsea is ruthless. Yes, That's I know. Just yeah. her thing. I know. She's like, I told you what you needed to hear. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was going to say, Delsea isn't at, like, full level 10 Delsea mode, because she's just, she's tired, Stephanie. <laughs> Fair. She's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> she's it's providing for two. Well, and she probably, it sounds like, didn't get a lot of sleep when they were on the elevator, because the, the best one. <laughs> brothers are noisy guys, sleepers. fart and snore anymore, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm like, you're with boys, what do you expect? <sighs> it just, it reminds me of Zeph's line about, you smell like sports. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to, you want to expand upon your, yay, Zeph? comment from earlier, Chris. <laughs> Self-explanatory. What, what about that was unclear, yeah. Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> no, she was She was so great in this episode. She was really taking charge of stuff. She was, I feel like, doing her absolute best to live up to what Dutch and Johnny had both, you know, expected of her and also had trained her to be, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of that last season with Johnny sort of trying to impart the lesson. We have to be responsible because, you know, if we ask them to do something, they're going to do it is basically what he tells her in one episode. Yeah. And right. if we don't and do it, you know, if we don't support them or get the tech stuff right, they're going to die. So. so, yeah, seeing her really take charge and be responsible for both her life and Pip's. It just, it kind of warms my heart a little bit. It's like, oh, it's like Dutch saw potential in Zeph. And so then Zeph is like, okay, I gotta live up to what she saw in me. It was really great to see her 
more, I think, typical Zeph always seen for in the past, where she's very confident in her abilities to deal with tech stuff, but then have that moment of doubt where she's like, clearly fueled, she's been fueled by this, I need to get to my people and try to, you know, join back up with them so I can help them. And so I liked when she had that moment of doubt where she's like, paused from having that drive and thinking, oh, shoot, what if I really can't do this? I, I thought she had a really nice through line for this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it very much was a situation of like, if I'm wrong at all, you know, we're going to die. And also that means we can't actually help them and they might die. So mm-hmm. the stakes are high. Well, and I like that because she makes the most sense to be the one left behind who would be the most driven to sort of go find Johnny and Davin. You know, Turin, Fancy, they know them, but they've got other stuff that's more important to them going on trying to, you know, deal with this whole Holland invasion thing. And what do we do now? We've got these dolls mm-hmm. hanging around. What the heck? And, um, you know, Pre and, and Garrod, Pre might be a little more interested, but I think it made sense that that was sort of put on Zeph to be the one to think, no, we need to go catch up with them. They're important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why have y'all not been working on this type of thing? <laughs> and I mean, she has been more a part of Team Awesome Force. Right. For, in a way that yeah, the others haven't. Yeah. All last season. Yeah. But I guess what I was getting at is because all of Team Awesome Force is scattered. I think, you know, if like Johnny had been left behind or Davin had been left behind or Dutch had been left behind, obviously that would make it more clear there would be somebody who is trying to go, you know, take care of them. So right. I, I like that she was, she's the one now who is the piece of Team Awesome, for, awesome Force left mm-hmm. and has to yep. figure, figure the situation out. But Lucy, can't forget Lucy. Lucy's going to be very important, clearly. Yeah, where is mm-hmm. she? Where is she? <laughs> I also appreciate that Zeph's solution involved the jump drive from Klein's ship and that weird the shiny box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. It was very ingenious to put those together. And it worked. And also Feruza, the introduction of Feruza. <laughs> I I for a moment because I was watching the episode on my phone, which is a very tiny phone. <laughs> I, for a moment when she emerged from her from her room, I was thinking, wait, is that Kenzie? Is that you? Uh, no, I, no, I, I had a thought. I was like, God, this role could have been played by Ksenia Solo so well. <laughs> but no, it's Anna Hopkins, who you have certainly seen in some other show, yeah. probably a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then I was looking up who played her. I'm all, oh, wait, she looks familiar. I'm wondering if she's going to stick around mm-hmm. because they seem to be setting her up maybe to have a bit more of a backstory to her because they had mm-hmm. they had Zeph kind of asking her questions about, oh, when did you decide to leave and things like that. So I'm wondering if we'll see her again. Yeah, I, I liked her. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of the episode when Garrett's like, well, we might as well stay. And he's like, oh, what the hell's? But not the face. <laughs> oh, how I miss Pre and Garrett. He said that, and I was like, "Yes, that is exactly what, what Pre would mm-hmm. say." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I thought was kind of funny was that earlier in that scene, you know, he's kind of looking at Garrett like, "What? How do you know this person?" And you guys have done what? And then I thought, "Oh, he's not going to be down for it." And then he's like, "Oh no, I am." <laughs> I have no response to that. I know. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I feel like I should point out that there's been a bit of a, a bondage element to both of the episodes we've gotten so far this season. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a continuing thing, oh, but yeah. well, I they, just wanted to point that out. It just cracks me up that Michelle Loretta said, yeah, not all our sex toys cleared. And I'm like, maybe they'll figure out how to work them in later in the season. I don't know. I feel like they still wouldn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> just put them up somewhere as random set design, you know. Set decoration. <laughs> Can be out of focus. Hmm, and only that's later. usual crown molding. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> only later will we go, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but going back to the reason that they they contacted Feruza was to get into the necropolis that whole scenario we got the revisit of the creepy spiders that emerged <laughs> from the green at the end of last season and clearly clearly pip was attacked by one of those spider thingies right when he nope. got cornered by the doll but there was no follow-up to that so i guess the spider thing is maybe inside of him now it was not cool to show creepy sullen spiders going out of <laughs> mouths and uh it's very dramatic to me spiders are my you know bugs or that's my phobia so even if it was cgi but still <sighs> But, like, you knew they had to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now I'm worried that Pip's going to turn Holland or something. Well, but is that is that what they do? I don't know. I was just guess. Yeah, they definitely had some of the green goo in the spider. But I guess I, I, I don't know if, if Pip is going to turn Holland or if the spider is just using him as a spy or some sort of mule. Like a parasite. Yeah. To get itself into the resistance ship, mm-hmm. the, the authority mm-hmm. ship, <laughs> I I don't know. I that again, they purposefully left that hanging to be explored later on. I'm guessing, as they do. I have to say, Pip was okay for me this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing against the actor. It's nothing against. I don't know. I I haven't I haven't like loved his character. But I was gonna he say did- that type of character is the type of character that you tend to be really irritated about. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I think he's it's, okay. He did get a really big laugh out of me with his uh so bigger helmet line. <laughs> I, I did laugh pretty hard. <laughs> that was a good line. And his delivery was really great. Apparently Michelle Lavretta has dubbed the Pip and Zephyr relationship Zip. Oh, oh so. yeah, I was trying to remember the ship name. I'm all, what is it again? <laughs> and I was about to say, I liked that it didn't seem like they were dating, because I don't particularly want them to date, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, see, when you're talking about Zeph's dynamics now in the team and how she's the one to really push for finding the boys and everybody, it's like she's more of like taking, now she's taking Pip under her wing, kind of like how Team Awesome Force did with her. So I see it more of that kind of dynamic. So. Yeah, they seem like buds rather than... yeah. Boyfriend, girlfriend to me here, but I, what do I know? It feels a little bit like the Dutch and Davin relationship to me, mm. where there's like the possibility of a romance there, but really it's more about mutual support. Yeah. I still hashtag get Zeph a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I, I don't I know, disagree I know. with you there. Yeah, sure. So uh, should we talk about the elephant in the room? Is it a tiny elephant? What elephant? It It is not a tiny elephant. It is a giant green elephant. 
I'm taking your silence as a no. <laughs> or is it just confusion because of the I way think, I broke to I the think, subject? I think Annie's confused. I I I'm always confused, about. but go on. <laughs> I, I am talking about the fact that Johnny is now connected to the green. Yeah. Johnny is Holland. And well, a meanie head. I know. Yeah. I mean, as as the green does, it just kind of turned him into a jerk. Uh, yeah, that that would be an understatement, especially in that that scene between he and Davin, where he was right before he knocked Davin out. I was like, oh, this is getting this is getting difficult to to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I am curious though, what bearing, if any, I mean, I don't know how it couldn't, but what bearing will this have on what we learned last episode? That being that Johnny is the key to saving them all, according to Klein. I'm I'm very curious, because since he is connected to the green, and we're not quite sure of the timeline, like, is this happening at the same time as the stuff in the first episode? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's from the, the little clip of Dutch running in the woods that they showed. That was also in the first episode. I'm wondering if that is lining up the timelines for us. Oh, yes. Thank you. That's probably correct. I could be wrong. But I'm wondering if that's lining up the timelines for us. So I'm thinking maybe it's just before the end of last episode in the Mm. timeline. I'm curious, though, because I'm wondering if Johnny being directly connected to the green is going to prove useful Mm. So if it's going to help Dutch or not, because Johnny is now a jerk face. Well, but here was my thought, because he has this compulsion now where he wants to go get another hit of the green goo. And so he's heading toward that. And what if him connecting to the a larger pool of the goo, because Delcea was saying that she wasn't really getting anything from that little tiny pot that she'd been carrying around. What if him connecting to a larger, different source of the green goo connects him into the green space, and that actually ends up being a good thing? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm getting at, yeah. ultimately, here. Maybe that'll allow him to connect to Dutch in some way that helps both of them? Yeah, they can save each other. Right. I mean, as romantic as that sounds, but, you know, I just, that would be really cool. Solve all their <laughs> issues right now. Which kind of fits in with what I was saying last episode is I feel like that would be the thing, right? Like their bond, the fact that they ground each other would be great right about now. <laughs> because that clip that we got of Dutch, you know, and I don't know if she's fading away for Johnny. It's that made me really nervous and really sad. Oh, you mean not not the when she appeared? Yeah. As a vision? Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Because here's my question. When people, when Helen are cleansed, do they somehow regain more of that connection that they lost, that human connection, or they don't? I can't remember. Well, they just become, they revert to sort of their normal selves. So yes, they, they are able to make emotional connections again. Is that what you're asking, Annie? I'm a little confused about what you're asking. I'm just wondering if Johnny gets cleansed, will he regain his sense of connection or emotion towards the people that he loves. I mean, Fancy fancy Lee seems to out. Yeah. yeah. I just, I couldn't remember, because I, I haven't done a rewatch in a while, so. It does seem like things basically go back to normal, aside from the way they are treated by other people. True. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm trying to stay positive about this whole Johnny B and Cullen thing because a I re- would be really surprised if that would be a a long term plot element on the show. I just mm-hmm. don't think that that's that's going to be a long term thing. I, I agree. Yeah. It, it seems unlikely to me. Just using logic. So I'm hoping hoping that because he's going to go try to connect to the green, it's going to help him and Dutch connect in some way. So that's that's me trying to be positive and and hope he's not going to be that big jerk for very long. Ooh, here's a thought too. Hmm. Maybe he does connect with Dutch in the green space, and that's what causes Dutch to come out of the green space. Yeah, that's yeah, something like that. Or mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh crap, I have to go fix this." <laughs> Before I can worry any more about the lady. Hmm. Just a thought. Either she, she might come out of the green or, you know, because that was the big threat about what we were seeing last episode was whatever she was shot with was making its way to her mind. And Klein was telling her that her connection to Johnny and remembering that connection would be important to saving her. So maybe if they connect through the green somehow, that'll help. Dutch in her current situation of being shot with whatever the heck. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Watch us all be wrong. I know. <laughs> but I did want to say, going back to what you were saying earlier, Chris, about the like super responsible side of, of Davin, mm-hmm. I also think it's kind of neat how we've seen this progression in their relationship looking back over the series, because it, it used to be Johnny was very much kind of the negotiating role in trying to mm-hmm. keep Davin from doing more extreme things. And, you know, Davin was the one having to kind of regain people's trust in the beginning. And now it's, you know, Johnny had to go through that last season, working his way back into the group. And and now we see Davin kind of having to be put in the role that Johnny was often put in before. So I think it's, I think that's cool how we're, we're seeing a difference in how their their dynamic has shifted over the years of them being being team members, essentially, I guess. Right. I, I've been enjoying Davin's character growth because, like, last season, we saw him stepping into a leadership role mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. starting this war and, you know, being super responsible about stuff in that capacity. And then, yeah, the the brotherly dynamic is by necessity shifting and it's it's interesting to see. It's nice to see because we have seen Davin just maturing, generally speaking, since the beginning of the series. And I feel like people are always talking about how beautiful Aaron Ashmore's eyes are, which they are. I'm not saying they're not. But can I give some appreciation for Luke McFarlane and his beautiful eyes and his beautiful long <laughs> eyelashes? It made me really happy to see them this episode. It's like, oh, look at those cute, beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That man is all eyelashes and cheekbones. Mm-hmm. And biceps. There's way too many sleeves in this episode. That's my biggest <laughs> critique. <laughs> I'm just now imagining stuff. He's take it off. <laughs> I need the jacket. You can leave the rest of it on. <laughs> oh, you got sleeves on a shirt too, huh? Rip them off. <laughs> That was secretly a recording of me <sighs> watching Killjoys. But yes, all three of our main Killjoys, <laughs> beautiful eyes. That you're going to say beautiful arms. Oh, yes, that too. Well, that too. Oh, that too. <laughs> suddenly I have I visions of I was trying to take a, us back to the original point. <laughs> I, suddenly I have visions of a Killjoys strip club with Stephanie like throwing dollar bills. <laughs> take it off. Take it off. <laughs> 
this close to repair flying out my nose. Thanks a lot, baby. <laughs> hey, I'd be there too. <laughs> I was, I was a little bit, I don't know, a, a little bit fed up with with like Davin and Delsea for trusting Johnny so much toward the end of the episode, where mm, you know yeah. she wanders off with that device, and you know Davin just kind of stays behind with him. Like, okay, I get it. He's He's somebody that whose face that you usually trust, but Delsea herself just told you the type of behavior to expect from him, and yet you still fell for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, it's it, but it's like guys, it's evil Johnny, it's Helen Johnny. <laughs> Please be careful. But don't you think there's a certain amount of like just wanting to trust him? Yeah, oh, sure. Like, yeah, I well, want that's- this to not be true, so I'm going to act like it is. <laughs> Oh, that's where I thought Aaron Ashmore did a really good job, because right when he wakes up and he starts choking Dav, and then he starts laughing, and how he has to play this line between, but he's Johnny, and I think he'll be okay, but no, now he's homicidal, and, you know, it's just, it was a lot of different beats he had to do, so I uh, thought that was very well done. And I think Johnny did do a good fake-out, though, because when Davin first kind of gave assignments telling Delsea that she was going to go to the elevator with the distress signal, he put up a big fuss about it, but really... Holland Johnny, that's what he wanted, you know, or he, he he didn't really care if 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 it was probably Davin or or Delsea went, but he he wanted to be left behind with with Davin, it seems like. So that kind of fed right into his plan. <laughs> um, so he did do, a, I think, a good job pretending that that bothered him. But still, I was just kind of like, Delsea, come on, you're the one who was warning. You're the one who's Holland. And yeah. you didn't see that coming. Also, is it just me, or did she look kind of pleased, like kind of proud of him? Yeah, she did. She's like, way to go, young man. Way to go, like, baby. Now I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> this is almost as cunning and underhanded as me. <laughs> My protege. And I actually really like that they sent B with her, the, the woman who has had all of the organ harvests. I, I mm-hmm. hope that means we'll see her next episode. B, yeah. I mean. I know we'll see Delsea mm-hmm. next episode, because she's a main character of no, the no. series, but B, I hope we see her. <laughs> I, I gotcha. Because I like it when they sort of pick up characters from situations and they, you know, appear again. The show's mm-hmm. good at doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, it could even be that we don't see her for a few episodes and we'll see her again by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. True. Because Delsea also liked her. She said that she liked her. <laughs> Delsea likes a lot of people. I mean, not a lot, but the people she likes are very interesting. So she has her reasons. Did we finish talking about the green elephant? Mm-hmm. Or did, <laughs> yes. I, did I? I'm sorry if I got us off Oh, topic. no, that was, that was all. Okay. I just, you know, we needed to talk about Johnny becoming Holland because uh, it's kind of a big deal. Big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages. Please send them to us. You can send them to us in a couple of ways. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Orphan Black, Lost Girl, and some other shows, please visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the quad. <laughs> <laughs>